It's the Angle Podcast. How exciting! Welcome, everyone, back to a brand new edition of the Angle Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey Carney, and if you haven't already, please smash that subscribe button down below. Now, my guest today was paving the way in a monster truck, might I add, for the Trishas, the Litas, the Charlottes, the Roxannes of the wrestling world today. Now, although she's the queen of carnage, she's also the woman who would be king. Please welcome WWE Hall of Famer, Medusa, also known as Alundra Blaze. How are you? And welcome to the show. Wow, what a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> I <Ta-da>. appreciate it. <laughs> wow. And I hear, the, I hear the crowd. Woo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for the intro. It's nice meeting you. Um, thanks for changing my schedule around due to work, flights, wrestling, in fact. Wrestling took me. It just took my schedule away from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm a producer. I work with NWA. Um, Billy Corgan owns NWA. He bought it years ago. Um, what an amazing guy he yeah. is. He's very knowledgeable, by the way. It'll blow yeah. you away how much he knows about wrestling. Like, he knows some deep stuff more than I do. Oh, wow. Like, I was like, wait, how? I mean, a lot, like, very old territory stuff. So, mm-hmm. Um, I really did never really dig deep into territories, even though I was kind of like, you know, the territory back in the day. Yeah. But oh, my gosh, he would blow you away. And uh, he's got a good little thing going. Great product. Yeah. And it's I've different al- from everybody else. Yes, definitely. I, I, I've always been a fan of the NWA ever since it, it returned a few years back. And it's like you said, a different product than than all the rest. Uh, Wait, no, let me ask you, when you watch the NWA, like yeah. we just did. Um, live power last night right on live on youtube and uh when you watch our product what do you see that sticks out the most that is so different for me i can see more uh, i i love the promos i love the expression that you see uh on the faces of the performers so you know in the other companies you you get that but the nwa i think is more focused on the 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 build up to the match if that makes sense uh so you feel there's more creativity there's more of a storyline maybe or do you feel that it's more of a old school feel old school feel more the promos they feel more old school they're more direct they're more you can sense more passion behind them um Mm -hmm. and that to me is what gets me going for, you know, prepared for the match. So I, I yeah. love that. I don't, I don't feel like, I mean, uh, NWA is great to work with, by the way, being a producer there. And there, I mean, like there's like hardly no drama, believe it or not, like no drama locker rooms. Everyone's getting around. And I mean, they get along, they're talking to each other. They're just, <laughs> I mean, my gosh is so amazing. And they're not scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not scared for job or position and, you know, everyone understands it's working, you know, working to that position and not trying to cut somebody's at Achilles, you know, type of thing. That's what but you don't, to. but don't get me wrong. They know that, Hey, if something happens, someone's going to, you know, <laughs> get into that spot quick, darn, darn straight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm doing that and I've been doing that for about a year and it's really kept me busy and I love it. It kind of brought back the love for me because, I retired um, from wrestling in 2001. I had it. I had, I had it the way they were treating women, the direction. And I mean, I changed, I, I, I tried to change the trajectory um, and give it respect and meaning. And um, I just, and I held my own, you know, I stood yeah. my ground and I just would never take no for an answer. Right. Because I believed in so much more for women. And uh, so when I heard that, you know, a little friend of mine and, kind of told me and that Vince may be buying WCW. I, you know, I just said, you know what, I'm done. I've had enough anyway. I hate, I just, I, I was to the point where I hated it. Like I just couldn't even loathe it. <laughs> I just, I, once I retired, I never watched until I got into the hall of fame in 2015. Wow. Yeah. 
is that insane or what? And then around 99, I got a call from Mike Weber and he was, uh, he worked for WCW and, um, he left there cause it was just, I mean, it was just, oh, it was just toxic. And yeah. so he went and worked for a company called Monster Jam, uh, USHRA. And, uh, he gave me a call late fall of 99 and said, Deuce, what are you doing? I'm like, Weber, what are you doing, brother? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Mike Weber now is the COO of Fight, the Fight TV app. Wow. Fight. Oh, he is huge. Yeah. And so, um, it's great to see, you know, friends and people grow and do wonderful things. Yeah. And so he's like, Deuce, what are you doing? I'm like, oh my God, Weber, what are you doing? It's so great to hear from you. He goes, well, I'm working for this company called Monster Jam and they're big old monster trucks. And, um, you know, what are you doing now? And I'm like, I'm out of here, dude. You left. <laughs> I, I'm leaving. Wrestling could just kiss my <laughs> yes, you know? And I'm like, oh, and he's like, okay, so the reason why I'm calling is, I was wondering if you want to drive a monster truck. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Like, uh, he goes, I, yeah, just, have you ever seen one? I'm like, no, I've never been to a show. I've never seen one. I mean, he goes, but Deuce, you're, you're a gearhead. You ride Harleys, you have dirt bikes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a natural. Yeah. That's a little different, my yeah. dear. <laughs> it's a little and bigger. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so they flew me out there, a test drove. And I was, I was hired on the spot. Wow. And 20 years later, I just retired in 2020. Wow. That, that see, and that kind of ties into the question I want to ask you. You have you might have the most badass resume, I think, that I've ever ever <laughs> had of anyone on the show. Did and you see me applying at Target? What was <laughs> uh I beat people up for a living and I race monster trucks and squish school buses and cars yeah. and play in mud. I don't think there's anyone that could say that Just... <laughs> <laughs> and get paid for it. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah not really that well, but <laughs> it's all in my book, by the way. There you go. And you've, you've really, you know, you've conquered every world that you've been a part of. So my question for you is what inside of you, what lights the fire inside of you? Where's that ambition or motivation come from for you to really kind of try everything and succeed at it? Thank you. So in, in to back it way up, I, I think it stems from our environment and it, it, I was, I was a product of my environment and it was, it wasn't really a stable environment, so an environment. So I felt like I needed to always, um, provide, or I was in survival mode and I was scared to death. And so I knew, um, that I had to, um, be better than what I was in as a child. And that's what was indoctrinating to me and just ingrained. It just, I knew I had to work, 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 rise above, rise above. Yeah. And I mean, I had my first job at 14. Wow. 14 years old, I was working at Arby's. Arby's, when they had real roast beef cutting <laughs> in there. Now it's processed. <laughs> just processed. Oh my gosh. So I would say um, that. Being a product of your environment, I mean, if it's a good loving home or if it's if it's shambles or if it's disrupted, um, you are a product of all of that. And what you choose to do and how and where you go and, I mean, the people you hang around with, I mean, it has a big impact on your future. Huge. 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 I don't mean to say it like that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah. it really, really does. And so I, I never, you know, no brothers or sisters, and I don't know what, what that fire was except for that. And I, I know some people could resonate yeah. and there's some people that won't because they, they didn't have that, or they had a great childhood. And, you know, the hardest thing for me, because I never knew who my father was, my father never knew I existed. I mean, every time a father's day would come around, I, I would be like, I want to give a Father's Day card, you know, and, and, and that kind of stuff really plays on a child's mind. So it toughened me up big time. And so not only what I was a big brother, I was the sister. I was the only child. I was, you know, I basically I everything cleaned and did everything around the house. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't I guess to getting the job at 14 at Arby's really helped me learn about 
um, the dynamics of the outer world, um, learning to have a job and money and, you know, the, the checking the, or the savings, or, I mean, I think that's so important in, or in, in accounting. Um, we don't even teach that still to this day in school, we teach math, but what do we do with it? You know, when you're out there. So yeah, I, I, I truly believe in those little things. Um, and it just helped me become a, a, the person who I am today. Yeah. And with this new venture you have coming, uh, in March, uh, the woman who would be King, your new book, uh, which is available to everyone listening, watching available on March 28th, uh, on Amazon. Or maybe even a little bit before I got a little word. So keep your eyes open. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, It's available on Amazon. The woman who'd be King. There's a great story to that. I mean, how do you get 20 years of wrestling and still more now up to this day? And I'm, you know, been working with WWE and and WA. Um, And how do you fit 20 years of that, of wrestling and 20 years of monster trucks in one book? Yeah. So, I mean, I touch on wrestling. I touch on monster trucks. I touch on personal life. I touch on motivation. And I've just, it's incredible. It's a, it, I will tell you, it's an incredible book. Um, I mean, I've been writing it for 40 years, basically. Right. And, and then when ECW press approached me, I was like, you want to do a book with me? Really? (laughs) Right on. I think it's about time. And it was a perfect timing. It was during the pandemic. So what else are you going to do? So for a year and a half, yeah, I worked with ECW press and, and the, the guy that helped me put it all together. It makes sense. Greg Oliver, an amazing man. Um, yeah, and we finished it, and now I'm happy, scared, and nervous all in one. <laughs> My life's going to be out there. Right? Uh, what was it? Oh, like? bl- oh, before you go any further, but there is going to be opportunities to have other books. Like, I could pick a chapter, yeah. and I could just write a book about that, because there's just so much in my life, Yeah. right? So, No, I'm excited for it. I think that, uh, and especially, I think the, the fans, the fans are going to be excited for it, because there may be things that they didn't know about you before that, you know, they may have, you know, presumed watching you, you know, in front of them for so long. But I want to know what was it like emotionally digging back down into your past, the good and the bad, uh, kind of coming to fruition to make this book happen? Well, that's a great question. Not one person's asked me that so far about the book. That's a great question. Uh, the, wow. So start. Oh, I got it. So if you go back in time from the beginning of my career, we, of course, we didn't have the internet. So my, my publicity, my social media were the guys that owned the two magazines or whatever. And, you know, the beginning of these newsletters back then, maybe the Meltzers or whatever, and uh, they would write their stories, but they would write their own stories and how they thought I was talking. So there wasn't really that much of an interview and you would just be praying that it was halfway decent. Like I never said that, or I wasn't, that's not what I, you know, stuff like that, but that was our social media. So everything that I said back then, everything I said back then in every interview, I mean, up until today, basically is the same, Yeah, is the same um, one or two or three stories. And I pick that story. And I say it a little bit different or that story, or I pick a different story. Right. And I've always kept everything very close to my chest because I was very private. And I don't know why that if you were to come to my house right now, you would never know or knew or whatever I did in for my, for a living, meaning in monster trucks or wrestling. And I just, I've never hung a picture, never never put up an action figure, never put up a little Hot Wheels Medusa monster truck. Everything was in plastic bins. Wow. It's like when I came home, I left everything outside the door. And I think that's what helped me keep me grounded as well yeah. a lot and keep me real. I mean, let me tell you, I've seen a lot of people in this business 24-7, their character, and it yeah. oof, it does a number. And a lot of them aren't here, you know? Um, so they believe their own hype basically, um, which is good for character, of course, but 
So when I was digging and digging and digging, let me tell you, those interviews were those interviews. So I knew going deep, I'm like, what am I really going to say? Yeah. I have so much to say, but what do I want out there? What don't I, what don't I? Because once it's out there, it's out there. So I wanted to pick a guy that could help me too. um, When I wrote the book is that I needed everything fact-checked. I needed, you know, to make sure that those were the, the dates or the, the, or Philly arena, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, or, you know, talk to all my, you know, family members, make sure that this story is correct. Or am I just, because you and I right now, you know, we're, we're looking at the screen and you're seeing it one way and I'm seeing it another, and I'm going to tell my story, how I see it. And you're going to tell it yours. It's not that you're wrong or I'm wrong. It's just, that's our story. Right. So I wanted to at least get some type of happy medium in the story. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause a lot of people now they can just fact check and say, Oh, that's bull. You know what I mean? So I feel so good. And just reliving everything. I think what is more painful are the stories. And I'm going to say three quarters, three quarters of these stories of my life and personal, and they've never been told. Wow. So it's, I'm very vulnerable and I, I, you know, I may, I may break down, you know, during the signing is people are going to ask me questions about certain things. I know they are, you know, and I'm ready. I'm strong. I lived with it my whole life and yeah. it's nothing. I'm, I'm very proud of my decisions. You know, um, yeah. maybe there's a few things I could a path different, but it wouldn't bring me where I'm here today. And yeah. I think every child and parent, um, you know, could get, you know, how we can just take away something from each thing. If it's a book, if it's experience, if it's people we hang around with. And this book um, is very adult language because that's just who I am is, um, and I'm fine, whatever. Um, I, I, it's, you'll see, it's just, it's me because I'm ADHD and I'm from A to J to K to zero to, I mean, I'm all over the place, but it makes sense. Um, so being vulnerable and putting your life out there and sharing it with the world isn't just because I'm, I want to do it because you think you're going to be, you're going to become a millionaire. If your book, you, if you're writing a book because you want to become rich, it's you're, you're in it for the wrong reason. Yeah. Period. And so I believe my story will help, um, help people, maybe educate people. Um, make them feel like, Hey, you know, I sort of experienced something like this, or I am going through something like this, or my gosh, this is how she dealt with it right on. So maybe I can do this, you know, um, it's a very educational, it's motivating. It'll, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll piss you off and it'll come back and you'll be cheering. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing is, uh, it's kind of when what I just said is the forward to your book. Oh, um, attention, written, are you? <laughs> written by Paul Heyman, obviously. Yes. My, uh, one of my best was, friends. Yeah. Good friend of yours. And I think he's a good friend of uh, the wrestling fans as well. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Kind of. Right? I love how he's out. Now he's a master. Yeah. Complete master at what he does. Yep. And uh, the other night at Raw. I mean, I just text him. I said, dude, that has got to be one of the best storylines that we've had or seen in a long time. The bloodline, it's right? Crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I just got chills. And yeah. so I really love too that he's just so just he's just Paul. And he's always been that way. And he him as well. I wouldn't be here as either, really, if it wasn't a if it wasn't for a portion of him putting me out there, including me in things, putting me in the dangerous alliance, which yeah. I feel is a very underrated faction. I mean, it needs to go <laughs> into the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah. Um, I text him that too every so often. I said, dude, dangerous alliance, Hall of Fame. That's it. <laughs> Have a good day. Yep. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So um, yeah, yeah, amazing man. Yeah, he's he's and it's crazy to see I'm especially probably for you too, all these years later that he's, you know, in a part of the main event, part of the, every big show, every show in general, uh, just to see the spot that he's in today is just it shows how much of a genius and master of his craft that he really is.
how powerful and it doesn't mean, I mean, age doesn't mean anything. And I think, you know, I think we, we are seeing that a little bit more, you know, they're, they have a few women that are wrestling in their 40, one's 45 wrestling, you know, you've got Asuka in her forties, you've got Tamina in her forties, you've got, I mean, they're, you know, and that's great. Yeah. You know? Uh, but still we have guys in their six, late sixties there that, you know, are doing things and, mm, you know, maybe we'll get there <laughs> if they can do it, do it. Why do they have to wrestle? They could be in a position like Paul too and be a great manager. So, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you, you're the queen of, of carnage. We all know that. Um, uh, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I break everything in the truck. That's how I got the nickname. Queen of carnage. <laughs> so crazy. Queen of carnage, but your book is titled, uh, the woman who would be king. In, in your opinion, what's the difference as to what would be making you king? Okay, that's beautiful, too. No one's asked me that. You're yeah, amazing. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm trying Google. to do. <laughs> uh, that's so you're pulling them out. So the queen of carnage is just kind of, you know, that that chick that you'd like to have a beer with, you know, and have fun. And you're like, yeah, this is great. Let's get on a Harley's and go. And um, yeah, she's uh, just crazy fun right um and of course queen of carnage i i just was known for the carnage in my monster truck that's where the nickname came from so and then the woman who would be king i was talking to paul he said um you know he was writing the foreword and he's like have you picked out a name for the title i mean the title yet and i'm like i've got three options and i one really kind of but i nothing really jumps out or bites at me and he said the woman who would be king. Wow. Paul did. And see, and there we are like full circle again. I'm like, yeah. oh, and I just got chills. Seduce <laughs> queen of carnage out. The woman who would be king. I love it. And then we discussed and, you know, and I said, well, the, I said, that's perfect. That's perfect. What a full circle, clo- not closure, but what, what an embracement, like, you know, because you got the girls coming out. I'm a queen. I'm a princess. I'm the man. Yeah. I'm the king, bitches. <laughs> I just, you know, I've I've done it. I've done it all. And now I'm doing, you know, at my own pace and getting my feet wet. And um, I'm starting to go back into acting and doing some movies. And yeah. I'm not even thinking about my age or anything. I'm not, I'm not going to say, hey, I'm going to win a golden globe. But hey, weirder <laughs> things have happened. You know, right? So um, I just finished a movie called The Champion. Um, it's pretty amazing. It's about UFC fighters. Oh, wow. uh, not fighters. It's about a girl and her mother. And I'm the mother of the UFC fighter. And it is incredible. So we are premiering that at WrestleCon during wow. WrestleMania. They're going to premiere it on Friday. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So the woman who would be king is kind of like, um, have you seen that movie, um, The Woman King? How ironic, right? Like that came out and now so. the woman who'd be king. And now I heard someone say is the woman shall be king. And I'm like starting to hear this stuff more. I'm like, man, yeah. I now it's everywhere. It's something. It. <laughs> Woo. But it just validates what. Um, what what you can become and what you, and what you um, put out there and you, I feel that it's not just taking away and trying to step into a man's position. You know what I mean? I'm not, but I'm a king of my own castle. Yeah. I'm the king of myself and my empire and the woman who would be king. It just, it's just so satisfying. Yeah. It's It's just electrifying. Yeah. Ah, oh, electrifying. No, I, I'm, I'm excited for the book. I'm excited to read it and, and to see, you know, so much of the fans today know of who you are, but they don't know the real, you know, Medusa. So I think the book will kind of give them that, that backstage feel to that. So we kind of say that. And, you know, I said that in the book too, you know, this is to all the fans that thought they knew me as they stood in line for three hours during a monster jam event, wanting my autograph. You know, and I stood there and smiled and hugged and yeah. gave autographs. And, you know, and when you're in pain and hurt, and you just had a concussion or whiplash or your fingers are broken from the truck or whatever, broken ribs. <laughs> but you're just there and they, you know, 
they they read about you and they bring you your favorite candy bar, which mine's a Butterfinger, by the way. I love them. <laughs> the best. And oh, right. It's just so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, and those are the moments, but in the book, it's just, it's going to open their eyes. Yeah. Very emotional. There's a couple emotional parts. Mick, we had, um, there's uh, ECW Press has professional readers and they, what they do is like 200 people and they had 200 people read the book. And then I handpicked wow. a few people. And so I had Mick read the book, Mick Foley. Yeah. And uh, he's like, wow, Deuce, what an emotional book. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, he goes, it's really good. And I'm like, wow, thank you. So I asked him if he would write a blurb and he did. And so we put it on the back cover of the book as well. That, that, see that right there. That's amazing. We got a couple good ones too. Um, I couldn't believe it. Like, um, you know, from all the people that knew me or could read the book or whatever. And I just, I just asked 25 people, you know, and just, you know, would you write this blurb and what you felt or feel about me as a person and, you know, yeah. the book. And then, so they got to pick out of all these people and they said, okay, so what do you think of these that we picked and how it looks? I'm like, okay, well, they got Mick Foley. They got Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins and they've got Bull Nakano. Wow. They've, they got, um, uh, my friend, Mike Weber from, and from fight TV COO. Um, and I mean, I, I think there was a couple more, another author, a uh, beautiful author, fantasy author, writing a friend of mine, uh, Cynthia. And so, and then we have a lot more that, you know, we'll be, we'll be putting out uh, intermittently, but yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. It was really warming. Oh, and then Nita Strauss also wow. wrote for me, you know, the guitar player. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's badass. By the she, way. Is. She, she is. <laughs> yeah. She even wrote a, uh, just a beautiful blurb. Now I'd be uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention obviously the iconic tile in the trash incident. Um, I'm sure all the fans have heard every story there is, and I'm sure you're it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, it's in the book, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, but when you left uh, WWF at the time, the title was vacated for three years, and they brought it back. I think in 1998. Mm. Uh, in your opinion, what 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 made them bring that back? Was it a similar feeling? to kind of what we witnessed with the rise of the women's evolution where people wanted women's wrestling. Where do you think that came from? I don't think the attitude era with women in bathing suits and ripping off clothes was really a, <laughs> you know, a, a yeah. moment of a monumental moment for women really. But yeah. um, I, I guess, you know, they, they wanted to bring it back, you know, it's been three years. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I was on like getting ready to go to work and, you know, get on a plane and go to a gig for WWE when I got a FedEx in the mail saying we don't need you anymore. I was devastated because I was I mean, I was a company girl like I'm I was a Vince's girl. He treated me right. Um, ne You know, never any lascivious acts or gestures yeah. or anything like that with all the crap that's going on with him now. Um, he was good to me. Um, but when they let me go, they just, you know, they forgot. Just think about it. Yeah. If a company can let you go while you're still champion and you have the title, doesn't it make you think that it validates what they really thought about you? Because yeah. maybe I wasn't really on the radar after all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. Would you, I mean, would they have ever done that to Hulk Hogan or The Rock? No. No way. Absolutely not. Yeah. See what I mean? So, yeah, and that's just part of it. And I was just so, I was so, so hurt because, I mean, I had a family to take care of. I was a breadwinner just because I was a woman, you know? So, but hey, suck it up, pull up your big girl panties and keep moving, man. Yeah. And, and now we're kind of at a time again where the fans uh, are kind of asking for more from women's wrestling, uh, especially what we saw there was controversy with raw 30. The women really weren't showcased as the fans would say. Um, but we're seeing fans ask for more from women's wrestling in general, WWE, AEW, everywhere. Really? Uh, do you see that there's some sort of disconnect today somewhere where the fans are, are right in a sense, or wh where do you think that that stands? 
I mean, those, I mean, those, those are honest questions and that's maybe how the fans do feel. Um, sometimes I feel that they get on the Twitter train or the social media train and they just go with stuff and have dysentery of the fingers on the keyboards, <laughs> you know? And so, uh, I don't think a lot of things are rational thought out either. Um, yeah. that's why you got to take a deep, take a deep breath, take a few steps back, let it sit for a while and go, Whoo, I'm glad I didn't type anything out there then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so just like wrestling women as well in our business, um, um, it's, it's up and down, you know, it hits a pinnacle, it comes down, it hits its pinnacle, it comes down. And I mean, I mean, it has evolved like twofold. So I feel that like my style of wrestling and the hard hitting and the great matches I had and stuff like that, I feel like that's today's women's wrestling, yeah. a fast forward. So basically when I was in, you know, inducted into the hall of fame, that's when I first saw Vince, he said, you're it, you're the girl that we are going to go towards. Like we, you are the style that's, you know, you're, that's what we're going to do. And I nearly just dropped like, wow, you know, they want that. He wanted that back when he started the women's division with me. That's exactly what he wanted. He wanted athletic. He wanted you know, a badass chick. He wanted someone that could carry the division and da 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 da, and represent the company in a in a in a great way. Yeah. And so, and that's what he, you know, that's what they were doing in 2015. I thought that was the start, basically, of me opening, coming, opening up the door, bringing it back. Here's the evolution. Da 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 da. da. Yeah. So, speaking of evolution, I thought it was a great. I thought it was a great pay per view put together, showcasing what women can do. I thought it was remarkable. It sure in the hell was big and expensive, you know, yeah. um, you know, because you had all that talent there. However, <clears throat> but people would say, well, what, you know, difference is that or than all the guys. Right. So I feel that if we're if WWE were going to continue to do that, I, I feel that the woman would need their own network, their own channel, you know, like, a, you know, if they have raw and they have SmackDown and maybe they need whatever yeah woman's channel right um so that's you know if, if that's where they're going but we got to ask ourselves too um the women are still evolving um and we are working for a company and, and we're like on a team basically yep. so we're only as good as our team meaning i'm only as good as the work i put in with myself I'm only as good as the um, marketing team that markets me. I'm only as good as the guys put up the ring because if the ropes fall through, then my match looks like crap. I'm only <laughs> as good as the guy that makes my outfit and the seamstress because if that stuff comes undone, I'm, you know, whew, I'm done. They, you know, matches ended and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm only as good as the writers. Yeah. So it, 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 it's a com combination of everything, right? For the women. And I, I, I would like to see more storylines I, I love you know when they get bailey going and they're trying to work stuff with becky and you know it's really good to see that yeah but i, I don't want to see the same redundant i think there needs to be more and more and more there's always the heavy hitters that are going to have that um that wonderful you know um great uh, uh storyline kind of like the bloodline you know yeah. right so they need that for the women you know you have your mains and your semis and da 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 so, but we got to ask ourselves, could a, could a, could the women carry a whole raw show and a whole SmackDown by themselves? Could they? I, I think, I think there's a shot. That's not an answer. Yes yeah. or no. I would say no. Okay. So, and without any disrespect, I, I feel yeah. that I don't think that it's there yet. I think that um, they can have their own show, like WoW is doing theirs and, you know, whatnot. Yep. But it would have to be on a, uh, talking about women and women and the right to have their own show or the fans want to see more or they yeah. deserve more. I mean, if we walk around thinking that we deserve things in life, we're pretty well Right. I yeah. mean, I, I don't even walk around like that <laughs> or you, if you expect things from somebody or your partner, I mean, you'll don't ever expect anything either. Yeah. So 
I feel that, uh, you know, I think it's still work in progress. Um, I, I truly believe that, you know, I think there could be a bigger and wider range of time for the storylines for the women. Yeah. But if we have a show on Raw and if we have a show on SmackDown, maybe they can start testing it and make make it more half and half. That way everyone can start getting some more time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, yeah. I mean, make it more half and half or maybe start making SmackDown more of a woman's show. Maybe it's going to be a half to start off with, right? Yeah nothing but women yeah wouldn't that be different and i think that it would attract a lot more people because you know fans want women's wrestling that's not that's not a question that's we're in an era where women are killing it and um i love to see it because this is everything i fought for this is everything i wanted this is everything i just envisioned it i mean when i first came in and i saw the way wrestling was i was like i'm going to change the trajectory of women's wrestling and then i got over here and i'm like i'm changing this crap again i'm changing the trajectory of women's wrestling and you know and now to see where it is uh, fast forward this is it just excites me and i i really love the fact that ronda rousey came in and they hired her and they did it they couldn't have picked a better person really hear me out is because she put in the work and she, she shows up and she does her job. She knows what it means to train, to put your head in it, to focus, to do whatever. I mean, she just look at her background. Right. And I feel that there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me out there, but this is just (laughs) my opinion that when they brought in Rhonda, it, everything skyrocketed. It just skyrocketed. It did. Yeah. I mean, it was becoming to be on the map. You know what I mean? You could feel it. But I really feel that it would have took a lot longer without Rhonda. Or maybe yeah. it wouldn't have turned the page. What do you think? I think you have a good point there. I That's- do, too. Right. She escalated it. She- more mainstream, more. Yes. Outside. Yeah. More legit. Like, oh, yeah. crap. Rhonda Rousey, she's going to bust somebody. I got to watch this. You yeah. know, and. and um you know, just her name put some, you know, legitimacy in there. And so I just, I think it's badass. I wish I was younger and I would love to go toe to toe with her. You know, I think that'd be a good one. Wouldn't it? I mean, I mean, if I was younger, absolutely. (laughs) And, um, gosh, there's just so many great girls, you know, they're all just amazing women. That's the thing. They're so different. So you, so many unique, different styles and characters and personas, whatnot. You know, and they're very good at that, too. You know, when I go back intermittently and work with NXT or work with them backstage, whatever. Right. It is very important that, you know, you just don't want two outfits looking alike. You don't want the same colors. And there's reasons for that. Yeah, and, but there, I will tell you that every single one of these girls got tons of makeup on and they look like models, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not back in my era where you just it was plain. Yeah. I didn't, I don't even know if I wore mascara back then. I, heck I, maybe I had lip gloss. Maybe I didn't. It was, I mean, it was just very different. I was focused on my wrestling, not so much what my hair looks like, you know, (laughs) but now it's different. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that when I go there, I sit in a chair and get my makeup done and it feels good. It's nice, but you got to think of all the opportunities that are happening now. I mean, I mean, I wasn't offered, you know, sponsorships or having more opportunities to do movies and people approaching me to be, you know, representing their product and get paid money or just tweet out their product and get 10 grand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where was that? It wasn't. Gosh, it was. It's incredible. The, The opportunities that these women have after wrestling is entirely up to them, but it's a lot. It's how and what you do and utilize but in the meantime, be smart about it and start planning for that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. And you've, you've been on record saying, you know, that you've been good to wrestling, but wrestling wasn't necessarily good to you. Absolutely. And I stand by that. Absolutely. I was damn good to wrestling and wrestling wasn't good to me. Yeah. And I'm not saying some people, some people were very good to me, Yeah. but the, the industry wasn't, and it wasn't good to women. <laughs> 
you know, I was told I was an enhancement, you know, my name wasn't on the marquee. It was, you know, all the men's names. And then I was, Ann Moore, you know, I had to fight for a lot, Wow. you know, and I was told that, you know, you're just, you know, just sit pretty. Yeah. Uh, boy, that pissed me off. <laughs> oh my God. You just don't know. Yeah. You don't know what that does. You know, you don't, you don't tell me no. And, you know, I put my whole life and put my other career out. I lost, you know, half of my life. I've not lost half of my life, my decision-making with this. And you keep pounding me and shutting the door. I mean, I'm, I'm a force to be reckoned with, you know, Paul Heyman wrote a great article on yahoo news.com or sports, whatever about, I don't know, five, seven years, six years ago. And it said Medusa before Ronda Rousey was Ronda Rousey. And he just spilled it all out. And basically it was, you know, um, not saying that that I was better or greater, but it was that time where, I mean, you couldn't touch me. I was just, you know, I was a force, you know, and back then when I was a force and I was trying to make a statement and paved the way and I was redeemed as, or I was billed as, um, hard to work with, um, loud, obnoxious, um, you know, wants too much, uh, greedy. And, you know, those are the titles that we got back then because we, we wanted to ask a question or we voiced this, or maybe we wanted a little more. So, yeah. 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 But now yeah. it's really glad. I'm really glad to see finally, after all these years, the women are getting million dollar contracts. That's what- for the first, for the first time. That's recent. I, I didn't even make, I didn't even make a hundred thousand oh. dollars. Like, like when I, like in one year, I never made over a hundred thousand dollars in pro wrestling. It's a shame. And yeah. then when I got to WCW, that's when I got my first, it was, uh, Eric only gave me 75 the first time. I'm like, wait, bitch, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, right. So I got in there again, a woman had to take it while they're all making millions you know, yeah. all their cronies and their, you know, group. And so by the time I left, I mean, I was finally got six digits of 150,000. Wow. Yeah. And then I knew it was time to go when they brought in girls that were, you know, bikini models and they were making 250,000. I was like, you, that, that makes no sense. That's and nothing against the girls. They, yeah. oh, God bless them. They made it. They got it. Okay. But what a slap. Yeah. You know, you have any but, advice? Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, you can't get angry. And again, I'm going to emphasize it's not angry at the individual. It's angry at the situation. The platform wrestling was not good yeah. for their women wrestling. No. Do you have any advice for people who may feel the same way or who have been in that position before? A lot, a lot. A lot of them do, but they're scared to say anything. A lot of them don't have a leg to stand on. And if they feel they do, that they're not going to get that one last try or that one spot or that. Yeah. I, I'm at a point in my life where I'm, I'm a grown woman and I don't, I don't, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn what you think about me. I know I'm a good person. I'm going to treat you right. But what is the truth is what the truth and what I've experienced. Yeah. But I've, oh, I've in the past, I was jaded. I was jaded. I didn't trust. I don't, you know, whatever. Whoa. You know, and it's because the business did that. I mean, the the business didn't do that to me. It, I happened to be in a, crappy business that that environment (laughs) thing (laughs) you couldn't get away from it and so and it was really making me into a that kind of person you know I just felt and so I felt that I really changed a lot I brought a lot of eyes to wrestling by the time I left and it was changing and it was changing drastically into the TNA and got you know the kudos to the women that stayed that they had to take that or maybe that was their choice okay but that wasn't mine. And I guess if you're feeling jaded or you feel like you're still mad or you're angry or you're bitter, it's again, it was a very hard pill for me to swallow. Like I was, I was angry at a lot of people and I held, you know, I thought, God, am I really holding a grudge or how do I feel? Why? I didn't feel like anybody owed me anything, but however, it sure would have been nice you know, to be treated somewhat a quarter equal. Yeah. When I know for a fact and I've seen and whatever, you know, you know, you had some guys that 
didn't even take a bump that was making 500,000 <laughs> or something. You're like, oh, Lord. Yeah. And um, so my advice to people is it's a different era right now, but the competition is still real. And it's a little different in the back. You yeah. know, um, there is more people are more cordial. They're more they're they're willing to help. They're willing to reach out They're And I saw that when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame because I was scared because I didn't know how they were going to take me. Like I like I didn't know what to expect. I haven't been in wrestling since, you know. 2001 <laughs> you know what the heck yeah and so but it was a, it was an amazing environment and i was so glad and everyone was so nice and natalia was incredibly just incredible she she spoke eloquent she's smart and i noticed that half of these girls have education and they some of them have their master's degrees and i'm like what the hell happened this yeah. is phenomenal so i mean it's a whole different platform, you know, and, and industry. Um, but you're going to be in situations that are very, very, and this is still happening. Yeah. You're going to be in situations that are very controversial. You're going to be in situations that are questioning, yeah. questioning. Yeah. You're going to be in situations that you feel that you deserve something or you work so hard, but yet you didn't get it. You got to find those ways to work through that um, and learn to um, not be so verbal and put it out there because everything is captured nowadays. And one wrong thing or, you know, right before you're clicking and putting it out there, take a pause and check it and make sure that's what you want to put out. Here's the thing. My husband is a, is a, a command sergeant major of the army. And he retired after 31 years and he was a great speaker and a writer within the army as well. And he said it perfectly. And he said, <clears throat> you know, if you're clicking away on your social media and you, and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I should do that a little don't that you're not supposed to yep. that one little question or hesitation because uh, I mean, that's sort of, but that's kind of funny, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh no, you shouldn't have. Yeah. And I just, I, 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 I hold that dear to me ever since, Yeah, you know, that like 15 years ago, whatever he said it. And I was like, wow. And that's stuck. It's powerful. You know, yeah. I think maybe two, three times I may have gone rogue <laughs> in, in my whole 15, 20 years. Whatever, how long, yeah. I mean, you know, but otherwise I'm pretty good. Like I'll get, I'll get kind of fun and I'll, you know, kind of mess around with a few people. Oh, shut the F up or something, you know, whatever, you yeah. know, I don't need nothing, you know, stuff like that fun. Cause I love being that. I love dicking with people on there just to, <laughs> but there's, that there's crossing points. You know what I mean? You just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but the kids, I, I mean, you, you can't get wrapped up. You've got to know who you are yeah. and and know what you want and, um, and be careful because there are friends out there that are your friends, but they're there for your passing friendship too. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I'm not saying it just, yeah, just be careful, know your surroundings, know who you know, who you know, who and what your circle is, because that's yeah. the most important. And the last question I have for you here, uh, obviously you were inducted in 2015 to the WWE Hall of Fame, and that season is coming right around the corner. Um, yes. We have names like Jazz, Victoria, Mickey James, China, Bull Nakano, you know, Michelle McCool. So many names that aren't in there. Uh, is there one at the top of your list that for you is it should be a walk-in at this point? For what? For WrestleMania? For the Hall of Fame. Or just the Hall of Fame. Um well, here's my thing too. I mean, I, I don't understand the hall of fame because I feel that there's women that are, that deserve to be in there that are not even in there from even like Leilani yeah. Kai. And I mean, what's yeah. going on? You know what I mean? Velvet McIntyre. I mean, what about rock and Robin? I mean, I'm all for the girls, but why is there only one girl being inducted and five men? I never understood it. I mean, I'm going to go there too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, can we 
Can we get maybe two women this time? I, I could see it happening. It's possible. There's enough names out there that couldn't go in. Oh, there's way too many now. Yeah. But again, they're going to pull the ones in that, you know, that are, I don't know. I just, yeah. maybe I got lucky. I, I don't know what they saw. I mean, I'm an older woman that's, <laughs> but maybe they needed one from the past era saying, you know, cause I say I'm from the golden era, really, or not the golden. You have the June Briars and the, you know, the mullahs and all of that. That's the, that's, that's the beginning. That's the golden era. And then I believe there is the lost era, which is yeah. my era. And then you have that attitude era and then the divas era. And then what is this? The evolution era? I guess. I yeah. Know. I guess we could say that. Yeah. For all I the mean, fans. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> For all the fans listening and watching, uh, where could they follow you? Where could they get, uh, more or learn more about your book. Uh, Where can the- they get more or less of me? Well, <laughs> one, they can just shut this off halfway through. No, just kidding. <laughs> or they just go on all my social media, which is Medusa, M-A-D-U-S-A. You just go to, um, you know, you have that little tap link on all your socials and yeah. it goes to like my website. My website's badass and has all the different links, my podcasts and stuff. And yeah, let's check it out. It's easy. It's easy. But I would definitely, yeah. So the first signing of my book will be at uh, WrestleCon on Friday from 9 to 2, Saturday from 9 to 2. And then the movie premiere that I'm in, Champion, will be on Friday night or, you know, kind of like 5 to 8 or something. I'm excited for it all. Uh, mm-hmm. Medusa, I want to thank you for your time today. Oh, and, uh, I apologize welcome. for the technical difficulty. Oh, please. Thanks. <laughs> hey. You got back at me for missing yesterday. <laughs> but uh, but really, thank you for everything you've done throughout your career. Uh, still to this day, you continue to fight, you know, the good fight for women's wrestling. And oh, yeah. I think that's really something to, to idolize. The passion and the strength that you've always been able, uh, you know, to, to hold should open be admired. Up, stand ground. Open up. Open up and stand ground. Yeah. And it just if you believe in it so much, be open to other people's um, ideas. But then at the end of the day, the only person that's going to take care of you is you. Yep. There you go. Yep. No, I think and on that a- note, I'm out. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, thank you very much for your time and all the Thanks. fans listening. The woman could be a woman who would be king available on Amazon March 28th. And, no, it's, uh, uh, it's available now. Available you now. can get it pre-order. for pre-order for now pre-order. to reserve your, um, your hardcover. And then they'll be coming out. They say March 28th, but it, guys, I think it's going to be. Oh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for your time. Right. And again, uh, thank you. We'll do this again down the road. Yes. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And before you go, please subscribe to binge more content right here on the Angle Podcast. Thanks for watching.